The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The doc is in. Dr. Roto joins us right now. We're going to talk about balancing baseball and football, his fantastic uh, LABR team that's contending down the stretch, and a little bit of uh, what's in his football wall as well. All coming up on the RotoWire MLB podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Dr. Roto, our good friend, joined us last year, joins us again. Uh, we both do a lot of baseball and football. We talk a lot for a living, uh, and we do a lot of other good stuff. I have a lot of other things in common as well. Doc, always a pleasure. How are you doing? It is, my friend. It's good to see you. Good to be on with you again. I it's, uh, the, This is, where, where is it, the confluence of baseball and football coming. I mean, it's been happening the last month, but now I feel like I'm on fumes. I'm third overall in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. I'm second in labor. Wow. So I'm hanging in there with baseball. My brain is looking to Detroit versus Kansas City tonight, so I have to balance it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's always like finishing the drill versus paying the bills, you know. And I, I always have this conflict every year. You know, we – I love baseball. It's my original fantasy sport. It's my, you know, first love of fantasy. But same time, I mean, or, football's bigger by an order of magnitude. And we happen to do both and hopefully do it well. And it's, it's tough balancing that act. You know, nobody believes me, but I would, I, if I were the commissioner of fantasy baseball around the world, I would end leagues right around Labor Day, right? August 31st, because then we could mm-hmm. all turn to football and I wouldn't have to feel conflicted. And I think the baseball season's too long anyway, but nobody's going to listen to me and nobody's going to want to do that because everybody would lose money. Well, and I think, yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, I, I think that's absolutely what happens. You see head to head leagues, they do that sometimes. Or at least it's down to the playoffs at that point in time. There's fewer teams involved, all that. So I get that. And then, you know, and se- September roster expansion isn't as massive as it used to be. So that makes it a little bit more manageable, too, at least. We don't have Bruce Bochy using 13 pitchers in one game anymore. So we got that going for us. So that, that's good. Uh, I wanted to hit up on a couple of players, the secret to your success. Uh, I was looking at your labor roster. We drafted next to each other. I went Jordan Alvarez in the first round. You went Bobby Witt Jr. I was kind of like, Staying away from Witt because of the K's, and boy, is that a whiff. I, he, he's been phenomenal this year. I think fantasy baseball analysts like predictability, and mm-hmm. I think I use some of my fantasy football expertise to do well in baseball because I like upside. And when I yeah. looked at Bobby Witt, I, all I see, saw was upside. People saw, you know, maybe he hits 230, 240. I was like, maybe he hits 270, 280. 
people are like, well, maybe he'll only go 2020. I'm thinking maybe he could go 40, 40. So I, oh, I, I like taking chances and I may be wrong a lot, but when it hits like with Bobby Witt, I feel like you hit one out of the park. Absolutely. And you know, the thing is, you know, he, he's earned that price. And then some, all you're looking to do right now in the, in the first round is get return first round value for the most part. But then, you know, he wit, I mean, he's top seven so far this year. He's just behind like the Julio, uh, Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman tier in terms of like for us and our earned auction value, but just been an amazing pick. And next year he's going to be a top five guy for sure. He will be. And it's funny you mentioned Olson and Freeman. They won't go top five, right? They always no. tend to go round two, round three. Like Matt Olson in round three or four is like you could just pencil them in. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Whit will go top five because everybody will want the steals. So I'm always looking. I know you are too. We're always looking for that five-category guy. And so when he was there, I'm thinking to myself, I can kill two birds with one stone. When you take Alvarez, you want the 50 home runs, but now you got to make up steals later. Yeah, and there's more steals to make up. Uh, your, your labor roster has 172 of them. Uh, so far it's pretty impressive there and you know the thing is you know if, if you don't get that first round stole, uh, stolen bases in the first round and then you follow up with a pitcher okay now you really have a hill to climb and then you're you're left trying to go after the estuary ruizes of the world and i don't like drafting players like him uh that you know, only do stolen bases i couldn't agree more now i like estuary ruiz and i talked about him on my radio show a ton and i was like if he hits seven home runs and if he gets, you know, let's say 50 RBIs, now he's he's gold. But I mean, when you we think of the Estuary Ruizes, we think of the Miles Straws, the Otis Nixons, the guy who literally gets one home run, 20 RBIs and 60 steals and hurts you everywhere else. So it's it's baseball is the hardest sport because getting that roster construction perfectly done is mm-hmm. is, is impossible sometimes. It really is. It really is. One guy that you also nailed uh, is Florida Marlins, uh, Miami Marlins now, excuse me, Luis Arias. Uh, you know, it came over that trade. Uh, it was a win-win trade for both teams in real life, but in fantasy, Arias has been such a big bonus. I mean, you've got that batting average floor that allows you to take the chances on, you know, one low average guy that does every, other stuff there. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I took wit immediately, I think to my, you know, I thought 240. How do I figure that out? Well, then, I mean, I was looking at Arise, and I was thinking, he fits my team perfectly. Now, when you look at it, you're getting, he is a one-trick pony because you're not getting the speed and you're not getting the power. And for a lot of part of the season, he was playing first base for me, which put me really behind the eight ball because when you think about it, other guys are getting 40 home runs. I'm getting six. But the guy... 400. I don't think he will, but he was on pace at 400 for a better part of the season. So what he offers is something that you can't replace. And it allows you to find those 2080 guys who hit 240. You can put two of those guys on your team because you have him. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're getting decent production and runs and RBI at least, you know, so he's like three categories. You're not going to get any steals. That's the one thing it's like, it's always like convexing about him. It's like, man, just run a little bit. Um, and we, we'd love to have that, but still huge, huge guy to get, and got him in the 14th round too. So that's the other thing is like, he was incredibly affordable and he probably won't go earlier than the 10th next year, you know, because people are going to look at the same things. Right. You're going to say, Oh, I'm going to lose power. Like if he fits your roster construction, he's gold. But if he doesn't, you're like, ah, I'll, I don't need him. I don't need him. And then you look back on it, and I'm Jeff. I'm always bad at batting average. It's like, the, it's like the that and wins. I never pay attention to those categories. But man, now that I have a rise, I'm going to start paying more attention in the future because it just really helps you do other things with your lineup. 
Yeah, it ties the room together. I love it. Um, a pitcher that has helped you so much this year is Zach Eflin on the Rays. Uh, you know, you know, you did Cole in the second round, but you know, it's always the down ballot guys that really matter sometimes in getting those right. Was Eflin a target of yours? Do you have him in a lot of leagues? I have him most every league. Savale, Eflin, Ivaldi. Those were the three guys I wanted in every draft. And I'm not sure between the great fantasy baseball invitational and tout. I think I'm pretty close to having those three guys on most of my teams. I've got this thing. It's called whatever the Rays do, I trust. They're just smart. <laughs> Robert Stevenson comes over and the guy looks like another closer, right? Every If the Rays want you, they know something. Arazarena, Eflin, they just take guys and make them better. And so when I saw that, and we always liked Eflin in Philadelphia, but there was just one little thing missing. I had a feeling the Rays were going to tweak it. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I, I, I had Jeffrey Springs, so that you can tell, I can tell you how my season's going there. Uh, I had Springs and Rasmussen in, in a too. couple of leagues. Um, and that, that was frustrating. I lost them all at one point in time. I think there was a stretch there in labor where I had, well, I lost uh, both, uh, I, I lost two shortstops in three days. I lost O'Neill Cruz and Corey Seeger uh, at the same time. Corey Seeger was off to such an amazing start. Still having an amazing season, but still two stretches where he's been out. It's tough to overcome that. And I made like some silly trades. I just some panic moves to try to catch up. It was tough all around. I want to ask you a question. And I think labor is a perfect place to ask this. I don't want to name names, but there was a team that bid $9 on Jason Dominguez this week. This team is 50 points out of first place. What's your thoughts on when you're that far out? bidding and taking the best guy on the board because i was at the five dollar bid i still wouldn't have gotten him but i was one of the top bids i just was shocked that this team won him what's your thoughts about doing things like that um you know i i'm still active in that league i still been on players uh so i i feel like you have a, a duty to the league to, tr to try hard the whole way if you have a fab budget if you have that if you so i think the difference is like if you go two months without making a move and then parachute in i think that's different but if you've been bidding earnestly every week, you've been trying to improve your roster, you, I think you keep playing it out. Tout Wars, you have to because you get you know, fab penalties the next year for finishing last. So, right. And other leagues, are, there's penalties for finishing last. So I, I'm going to try hard there. I'm in last in the town. I've had a horrible year, Doc. But um, I, I'm going to keep trying to f finish that out and you know do things. I'm not going to do anything lopsided on trade-wise. I'm not going to give somebody a windfall. But at the same time, I, I, you know – I think it's if you make a September trade with the, the your last place team trading with the first place team, that's one thing. But continuing to go after free agents, I'm okay with that. I guess what I do, I know in um, FSGA and in Tout, I haven't made moves. I make up-down moves. I make sure that I have an active roster. I make sure that I'm clean every week. But I don't want to affect the outcome of the league at the same time. So I, I find like it's, you know, I, I don't want to not – I don't want to ruin a league for anybody, but at the same time, I get your point where, hey, you know, we're active, we're active owners, and we want to continue to be to be that way. But I don't know, just a little surprise me. I could use Dominguez badly, and I didn't get him. So mm -hmm. maybe I'm just a little bitter. You know what I'm saying? I, I get that, but you know, you affect the league by not participating too, by letting somebody else get a guy. I, I, that's the way I look at it. If you if you have the fab budget, I think it's it's yours to use. Um, as long I, I just I would have a problem if you're inactive for two months and then you parachute in. I think that's different. That's worse. Um, but yeah, uh, so otherwise, I really don't have a problem with it. That, that's just kind of the way I've looked at it there. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it's fun. The other thing I wanted to ask you before we move on to other topics is stolen bases this year. I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, they're way up this year. We knew we were going to be with the new rules. How are you going to handle stolen bases next year? 
I think the same way that I approached it this year, that I thought they, they were going up. And I think that it's, I looked at it as a 10 to 15% increase or, across the board. Am I right with those numbers? I don't know, but I, I thought that was about right. You know, guys that I thought were going to get, you know, 10, I assume they were going to get 15. So now what I do is, and I, I'm sure you do the same thing. I look to see across my leagues, what numbers won. What, what was the mm-hmm. final total? And I always say the following. I never want to be first place in a category next season. I want to be in third place. If I could be in third place in every category, I'm probably going to win a league. So I think I'm in third place maybe in labor and in stolen bases. I'm not quite sure at 172. So I'll say to myself, I want to be around 170. I don't need to be 190 if that's what first place is, but I want to be in that 170. So I'm going to look at that across the board. So when I try to mock and try to map out my team strategy for next year, that's probably the approach I'm going to take. Yeah. And I I have a similar targets approach, but I think my target was too low this year. That was my problem. It's like, I was around 140, 150. Um, That's not going to get it done, obviously. Uh, So yeah, it's one of those things where like, uh, I I also think I need, you know, you know, I do projections. We have, you know, our, our formulas and all that, but the last few years, the information has been somewhat, not somewhat, it's been flawed. You know, you've had the lockout, you had the COVID shortened year where you didn't have time for streaks and slumps to even out. You had the happy fun ball in 2019, you know, you had, you've got all these intervening factors and our data isn't as reliable as it's been in previous years. And I, in some ways I like that, right? Because that's mm-hmm. where my, um, what's the word that, that my cavalier drafting helps me, you know, with the wit here and the Savale there and Astoria Ruiz there, you know, so I'm not one of those predictable guys in terms of, I'm not just looking at statistics. I, I get the feel for the guy. I look to see how he played the opportunity, you know, the, the mm-hmm. manager situation, they're going to let him run. So it gives me this, I think it's helped me, spe- especially this year be that way. Um, right. I don't know if I can count moving forward, but I also, you know what? I, I my biggest fear with Bobby Witt and Roz, to be honest with you, bad good players on bad teams. Like I try to avoid that in football, but in baseball, it's a little different in that a guy can hit home run on a good team or a bad team. But you know, the question is, I just want to try to be around good offenses in general, and I've been trying to do that the last couple of years, and I think it's been helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, you followed Ray's pitchers, you know, you're following an organization there. So that, that's smart, right. you know? Um, and you know, you know, Dodger pitchers, typically it's been pretty fruitful, not as much right. this year, but at least, at least with starting pitchers. Um, and you know, it's going to be a mess for them in the playoffs now with Urias out, uh, there and Kershaw is dealing with a bad shoulder. I mean, all of a sudden Dodger are looking pretty scary right now. They are, but you know, I'm one of these people and maybe I, I love a good underdog, are you not rooting for the Orioles in some way? I, I, I don't think they're going to win. I mean, do you not root for the, I mean, for teams that just don't make it? I, I like that. I like that energy of a new city having that opportunity. And it's one of the things I like about football. It just seems like every year outside of the Brady dynasty, right? That a new team could always emerge. I really want that more in baseball. I do. Yeah. Like our Reds, you yeah, know, definitely. Yep. Uh, so that, definitely something I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with. I, I still wanted them to trade for pitching at the deadline, but we, I, I've litigated that time and time again. So we'll, we'll move past that eventually, someday. Uh, maybe not today. <laughs> they do uh, have a couple of good young guys, though. I mean, really, you've yeah. got to be excited for next year in terms of even the pitching staff. You know, they just had some injuries earlier on, but maybe one good veteran pitcher and maybe one upside pitcher. You had two guys like that, that team is definitely 
contending. Yeah, they're super fun. That's for sure. Uh, how early does Ellie De La Cruz go next year? Too early. Um, yeah. I, you know, what do you think? Round two? I think he does. Um, and the thing is, I mean, Witt is actually kind of a blueprint, though, for like statistics alone aren't going to dictate where he should go. You know, you can you look at the ability, you look at uh, what could happen, um, right. and that's going to be awfully tantalizing, tough to pass up. I get it. You know, but baseball is different. Football is 12-team league, right? Baseball is 15. Right. When you're picking, you know, 13, 14, 15, if he's there on the board, do you not want to take the chance on that upside? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I get it. Uh, for sure, I can see it. Um, I, I'll have some shares because I'm, I, he's my guy. You know, I got, <laughs> I got to. But uh, hopefully, there'll be some towards the back part of the second round. We'll see how he finishes out the season with his last month too. That that might change things up a little bit there. Uh, we're going to talk a little football here with Doc, but before we do that, got to share a quick note from one of our sponsors, Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF Premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. Also, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here are a couple of their quick ads. All right, everybody. Thank you for your indulgence with that. I'm here with Dr. Roto. Uh, Doc, so... We, you know, we, we do worst shows on Sirius XM Fantasy. We do podcasts. At what point do you start talking more football than baseball? Well, I want to start. The, the draft starts it, right? That April, you get you get that the, the NFL buzz, right? And then I, I'm a big right. draft guy. I love watching college football. I know you do too. You're a yep. big 10 guy. And then all of a sudden, there's a little bit of a lull. I know we're trying with the best balls, but it's hard to get into the best balls really in May and discussing that on the radio. I don't think people are ready for that. I may be ready for that, but I think once once Memorial Day hits, once June 1 hits, I feel like I like to get football back in that rotation. Certainly in July, mm-hmm. we're all in on football, but you know, I think there needs to be, especially with listeners, I think baseball listeners are, are, are looking for baseball content and football listeners. I always joke they're in hibernation. So it's like, they start to like come out of the caves and you make a big yawn and all of a sudden they're ready yeah. to go. So I would say June 1st is when we start hitting it, but look, we probably could do football like, uh, like the guru does every day and it still will uh, have fine success. Oh yeah. We have shows on the channel, Jeff Ratcliffe also it's year round three, you know, three sixty five and, you know what? There's there's an audience for that. And that's the thing. It's always tough to balance that, especially when you do both. And you have to kind of like then my shows will be a hybrid of baseball and football. And then we get to like the trade deadline. And then that's when I really leave my baseball content for the podcast for the most part there. Uh, but, you know, hey, I, we still have that outlet. We still have, you know, cope, uh, show every day on the on, on Rotowire podcast network. So at least we got it covered that way, I feel like. So I don't have that existential guilt that I would otherwise. <laughs> But you know what What I do feel, though, is there are some guys, and I'll use Ian Kahn, for example, really great fantasy baseball mind. 
he plays fantasy baseball only. And so I feel yep. like I've got to, I turn and, you know, I, and I'm with you, Jeff, you know, I did start this industry as a fantasy baseball guy, but I'm mm-hmm. now, if you ask me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fantasy football guy through and through. I mean, without even question, it's not, you know, I would say I'm a 10, 10 out of 10 in football and maybe an eight and a half out of 10 in baseball. When it all started out, it probably was the inverse. So now yeah. it's, you know, if I'm not putting my attention to football, I'm doing everybody out there a disservice because that's what they want to hear. So it becomes, I'm, I'm almost jealous of the guys like Ian who could just have to- Ryan Bloomfield too, tunnel vision on baseball. And then of course there's yeah. guys who are tunnel vision on football where you and I, we got to do it both. Yeah. I am very jealous of that aspect of that there. And you know, we're at a disadvantage, I think sometimes running our teams that way as well. So it's, it's always been a struggle for me. Um, okay. So this football season, um, fun season, how are you? Know, what are some of the, the tenants that you've been preaching? Some of the players that you've been rostering? How have you been approaching this season? Um, so I play in, I'm in 22 redraft leagues and about 30 best balls. And I okay. would say that 20 of them, maybe 21 of them are PPR. I, that's all I do. I'm drafted, I, okay. I drafted wide receivers early. The first four rounds to me were wide receiver rounds. Boom, 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 boom. I know that sounds crazy, but you gave me St. Brown. You gave me Olave. You gave me Keenan Allen. You gave me Drake London. I was loving my draft. And then I was finding that rounds five, six, and seven, I loved the running backs. Pierce, Dobbins, Madison, Rashad White, uh, James Cook, uh, David Montgomery, Pacheco, you, you name them, I could do that. So all of a sudden at the end of round seven, if I could be four receivers and three running backs, I was loving my team. Now, did I have one of the top eight quarterbacks? I didn't, but I was okay with Geno Smith. I was okay with Daniel Jones. I was okay with Kirk Cousins because I just liked the way I built my my fortress, right? I was creating a fortress of running backs and receivers, which I want to say it's impregnable because nothing's impregnable in fantasy sports because of injuries, as we both know, but I really liked how my teams looked. Nice. Nice. So is there one that got away? Is there a guy that you wish you rostered more often than you did or and maybe one of your 22 season long ones, your managed leagues, you didn't roster at all. Just, you know, you wanted them, but didn't get them. I have zero shares of Tony Pollard, not because I didn't want him, but I just I never drafted where I could get him. I have zero shares of Nick Chubb, another guy who I like, who. I, you know, at pick 10, if I, you know, they were going in like 9, 11, 12, but that's when I was taking my receivers. And to me, I commit to a strategy. That's that, that works for me. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. And I'm not going to go, well, in this league, I'm going to do this. In this league, I'm going to do that. I mean, I have a couple of Bijan shares, but I have no Chubb and no Pollard. And I wonder whether I'm going to regret that. I am in lockstep with you both in the draft style and some of them. I, I have some Chubb, but I don't have any Bijan or any Pollard, or any Gibbs. And I, that scares me. Yeah. All three of those guys could go crazy this year, and I'm not going to be there for it. And that hurts. It does. I have a couple of Bijans. Gibbs, I don't think I have any. And I love Gibbs. But I, I committed to Montgomery in round seven. I knew I wanted the Lions. I figured this as a better player than Jamal Williams. At least he can catch the ball. Jamal can't. I mean, they both could run two yards for a touchdown. So maybe I'm not getting Jamal Williams from last year, but I'm getting 80% of that. So I still could mm-hmm. have the Lions offense with Montgomery, but Gibbs was costing me a third round pick, which it's not that I don't like the player. I love the player. He just didn't fit my draft strategy this year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the end of that first round, and I like being there, I'm getting Garrett Wilson and CeeDee Lamb a lot more than I am getting the running backs. I'll, or sometimes I'll go anchor running back and go with Chubb and, and one of those receivers. So usually the receiver first, then Chubb. Uh, and that's worked out sometimes. I mean, I like the hero army. I do. But, you know, I, I look at it this way. And, and Chubb, I mean, maybe some of these guys, it doesn't matter. But if, if Cleveland's losing... Is Chubb out there as much in the second half? He probably is, but in years past, that wasn't with Kareem Hunt, and maybe they're not going to use Jerome Ford in the same way. So running backs, to me, are, are, are don't have that same upside because of game flow, where receivers... I mean, the NFL is a passing league. We all know it now. I mean, some teams may mm-hmm. not be as good at it, but guys, I mean, Amal Ross St. Brown, when he goes 10 for 120 in a touchdown, I mean, boom. I mean, it's easier to win your league that way. So that's what I'm looking at. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I did get most of the receivers I wanted. Um, Maybe the one that I missed on uh, is the one that scares me the most is George Pickens, Uh, because I do think Pittsburgh will be improved. I have more Deontay than Pickens. Uh, Pickens could obviously, though, he could he could explode this year. And that's one that, that does worry me a little bit that I don't have any of him. I have zero pickings. And it's, once again, not because I don't like the player. I do like the player, but he goes, you know, think about what I said earlier. He's probably mm-hmm. around what, five, six, seven player. And that's when I was taking my running back. So yeah. I was finding Montgomery. I was finding Damian Pierce. I was finding Dobbins when other teams were taking pickings. So I love pickings. I love Jahan Dotson. Two guys that maybe if I went Chubb and Pollard early, I'd be looking for those guys later. I just chose to do the inverse. Look, I, I like the Steelers. I, I don't like the offensive coordinator. Canada bothers me. Kenny Pickett yeah. was really good in college. He really could sling it. And then I think last year they were very conservative with him. And, you know, Mike Tomlin, I love that he went to my college and all, but dude, air it out a little bit. Trust Kenny Pickett a little bit more. So I like Patty Fry. I like I like Pickens. I like Dante. I mean, this team could have a really good offense if they let if they trust Pickett a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I'm encouraged how he looks so far in the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but I, I think I think you're going to see 20 plus touchdown passes out of Pickett this year. I think, and I think those will get spread around decently. That all those guys can profit. Uh, we'll leave you with this. Let's talk uh, tonight's game. Uh, it, Travis Kelsey has thrown us a curveball with his injury here. Uh, really hard to predict what's going to happen with him, let alone the rest of the game, uh, because that you know the Chiefs. So much of their game plan centered on Travis Kelsey. Give me the Chiefs to win but give me the Lions to cover. I think okay. the bigger loss is actually Chris Jones. That to me is oh, the, yeah. bigger, the bigger loss than Kelsey. Because Kelsey, they've got so many receivers there, and Noah Gray is a good enough body. I mean, he's not a stiff. I mean, he's he can play a little bit. But man, without Chris Jones there, he's such an impactful presence on that line. I think now Montgomery's instead of getting two or two and a half to three yards of carry, maybe he's getting four and a half and five. I think Goff is going to air it out. I'm really like you, Jeff. I'm excited to see what they do with Gibbs. Ben Johnson is going to be a head coach in this league. It's a matter of maybe less than 10 months before he's a head coach somewhere. So I think the question is, can Goff step up? Amal Rod St. Brown won't be stopped tonight. I think he gets 10 catches tonight easily. So I think the Lions are in play, but I don't want to be the guy bidding on Mahomes on opening night. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a it's a tough thing, a needle to thread there, but I think that's where I'm at as well. Chiefs by like three or something like that. You know, I, I think that could be a very likely scenario. Doc, I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate today. We're going to do a quick pod today. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and uh, good luck this season. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. I wish you much luck during fantasy football. All right. That's Dr. Roto, everybody. Uh, make sure to check him out on Twitter. Check out all of his work. He does a lot of great stuff. Uh, thanks to everybody listening to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. To start starters with Todd and Clay. Come up tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.